got to do an introduction. We always got to do an introduction. If you could please introduce yourself and what you are at Carol D. This is meteorologist Dan Brunoff. Some people call me Chief Meteorologist or Dan the Weatherman at KRLD Radio. I've been on the air here for 14 years. So we are a bit halfway through the winter and January is historically the coldest month of the year in North Texas. That has been the case this month with near record temperatures in the low teens and wind chills dipping below zero. More cold weather could be on its way. I'm Brie Flores, and Texas wants to know, why did it get so cold this week? How does this relate to the past years in terms of winter seasons, severity, right? It's what I call cyclical. It's hard to say cyclical, you know, so it's peaks and valleys and things like that. And there's no way of knowing. I mean, we get these 30, 60, 90 day outlooks, uh, quarterly outlooks put out by the Climate Prediction Center. And those are just trends. And a lot of it's based on whether it's El Nino, where it's a warming of the Pacific, Equatorial Pacific, a couple of degrees, or a La Nina, which is a cooling of the waters out in the open Pacific, or if it's a neutral year where the water temperature is right around average. And that'll give you kind of a trend. Uh, we're in an El Nino pattern right now. So um, in those years, you kind of look for more precipitation on average uh, and cooler than average temperatures. And La Nina years, so we're getting into El Nino. Uh, and winter is actually my favorite time to forecast uh, and do Facebook Lives because uh, winter weather is one of the hardest uh, seasons to predict uh, types mm-hmm. of precipitation in North Texas because it's all temperature dependent. It could be cold rain, could be freezing rain, rain that freezes on contact, sleet, little balls of ice that bounce off your car, or snow. So it just depends on what year it has. A few years that stick out, um, of course, 2021, when we had uh, ice and snowmageddon, pipes person, um, power outages, power failures, um, consecutive days, week uh, with temperatures below freezing. Okay, and so let's go into present then. What exactly is happening to North Texas and Texas overall? What's the weather like? Well, of course, we had that big Arctic front come through Saturday afternoon, last Saturday, and the temperature dropped 10 degrees an hour for uh, four hours, and we dropped all the way down to the freezing mark uh, at around uh, 6.30 in the evening, and the temperatures kept falling and falling and falling. And then this morning, we hit a record low at DFW, or tied it. Uh, The old record was... Under almost 120 years ago, back in 1905, when we got down to 11 degrees, and the, the coldest wind chill this morning was minus, I think, minus eight at DFW Airport, and anywhere from a dusting to two and a half inches of snow fell across North Texas. How does this weather kind of impact how Texas will be around? Like, I don't see really that much in the way of frozen precipitation here across Texas uh, for at least the next seven days or maybe some out uh, into the northern hill country in far west Texas. Uh, the first part of Sunday, the first half of Sunday, as this next system uh, comes in uh, out of Mexico in the desert southwest and that cold air, that's that another cold shot that's coming in late Thursday and Friday across the state, um, I think that just about everybody except maybe the northwestern third and the northwestern third of Texas might see a little wintry mix initially, especially the mountains of West Texas. But the cold air, we all know what happened in 2021 with the power failure and the grid failure. Um, and, of course, Encore is asking people to uh, conserve energy. We've had, you know, 10, 20,000 people without power at times here over the past 24 hours across the state combined. So just do your part. So what causes the temperature to drop? Again, it's that time of the year. We get these big Arctic blasts. Sometimes we'll get one in December like we did in 1983 
where we were below freezing for two weeks straight. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they come in January. We got one here just the other day. And uh, two years ago, well, 2021, three years ago, uh, we had one in February. So usually it's January, February are two coldest months. And the, the air comes all the way from the other side of the pole from Siberia, comes down the lee side of the Rockies uh, and just grips us. And if we get any disturbances in that El Nino, uh, El Nino jet stream, I call it, or the southern jet stream like we did overnight, uh, then we can get a light wintery mix, light snow, or we can get dumped on and have a major ice storm. So that's the pattern we're in right now. When Arctic air comes down, we have to watch that uh, El Nino jet stream to see if it brings any moisture up and over this cold air. So it's typical for this time of the year. I can tell you when it's going to happen up to seven days in advance, but that's as far out in advance that I'll go. Right. And that's what I was going to see, too. Like, how long do you expect for this to last? I know you can only see seven days, but. Yeah. And seven days is enough. I tell people I'll give you three days on temperatures. I'll give you two days on precipitation, and I'll give you a 12-hour notice on how much we're going to see and what type of that we're going to see. We'll get into the 50s by Thursday, but another Arctic front's coming through Thursday evening, so we're going to be back in the teens for lows Friday and Saturday morning with highs only in the 30s again. Not as cold as this last air mass, and then we'll slowly moderate in the next week. Uh, and then after that, not this week, but the following week, the trend is a warming trend with more precipitation, which is great being January, our second driest month. But remember, El Nino years, typically we have wetter than average winters around here and cooler than average temperatures. So we're seeing the cold air now. We'll see a wetter weather pattern next week, but the temperatures look to be above freezing. That's good news. Well, I'm glad to hear that. That's really good. So I was worried that it was going to freeze when it rained, yeah. right? Do you think that's still going to happen or no? Yeah, I'd still think next week will be warmer. The, I'm going to watch late Sunday because of this second Arctic air mass is coming in late Thursday and Friday. Uh, if it lingers into Sunday evening and we're near freezing, the onset of the precipitation, we could see some slick spots on bridges and overpasses. But remember, day seven, day eight, uh, it's, take it with a grain of salt. What patterns were you seeing that were leading up to this? You look for kind of a warming or a ridge building of high pressure up into Alaska, believe it or not. Oh. Uh, that noses up the West Coast. And when that does so, high pressure has clockwise flow around it, whether it's at the <laughs> surface or the upper levels. So what that does is that ridge builds out across the Pacific um, um, coastline all the way up to Alaska. You get a due northerly flow that comes from the North Pole all the way down the lee side of the Rockies, okay, which, uh, the, which runs through Montana, Wyoming, uh, Colorado, and New Mexico. All right. And so that cold air actually can get pulled from the other side of the pole in northern Russia. It's called Siberia. Siberian air is the coldest. So how do you recommend to prep for this weather? You know, it doesn't have to be 74 degrees in your house. You know, you can drop your thermostat in the, when you go to bed down to 62, throw a couple extra blankets uh, on your bed and that kind of help the, the power grid uh, survive uh, because we're slowly going to get out of this in the next six days. We're just going to be playing cold. Right. Drip your faucets, open your cabinet doors, bring mm -hmm. your pets indoors, uh, and also watch out for icy spots due to broken pipes uh, mm -hmm. that happen in subdivisions on main roadways, especially if you work that third shift and it's dark. You got temperatures in the teens, the roads are dry, you're driving, everything's cool, and all of a sudden uh, you hit a huge area of ice because a pipe burst uh, in a um, retail store right mm -hmm. on the corner, or you're driving through your subdivision and you're so, most of the accidents happen anyway within a couple miles of your house, right? So that's when we're just kind of, oh, we're almost home and you're just kind of, just yeah. kind of in a dip. So pay attention to uh, icy spots 
This is all great advice, even making sure that we stock up on food, for example, so we don't risk going out. So many people buy the perishable foods when they go shopping, when there's ice coming. Non-perishable foods and have plenty of candles and, and blankets, pillows, stuff like that to keep you comfortable and warm in case you have a power outage. So be prepared. I'll keep that in mind next time. I think I bought some perishable foods, so. Make a bunch of chicken salad, uh, tuna salad, things, you know, that you can eat cold, right? Mm-hmm. If if we have power outages and anything in your freezer, just leave it closed because it'll last in there for three days, right? True. Uh, yeah. But if or if worst worst case scenario, throw it on your patio to keep it uh, keep keep it frozen. <laughs> there uh, you go. Yeah, you can use the outdoors. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dan. Thank you. I'm Bree Flores at News Radio 1080 Carol D in Dallas Fort Worth. Thanks for joining me for Texas Wants to Know. If you like the show, please give us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. I wrote, produced, and edited this episode with editorial support from Cooper Mall and original music by Michael Eisenstein. Odyssey's managing producer for National News Podcasts is Myron Kaplan.